You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 91 and today Victoria Walker is joining me. Victoria, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, James. Thank you for having me. There is a really cool story here and that's why I've asked you to come on because it, as it turns out, you are a digital marketing agency who have, and you've got a, quite a lot of um, clients from everything I can tell uh, coming through like a fairly consistent flow, have clients on retainers, and you don't have a website. So that is super impressive. <laughs> right? It's like, how can you be like a digital <laughs> so, marketer with no website? Like, how does that even happen? <laughs> exactly, right? So that I think is, and it's got to be a, a really cool story behind that. And obviously, you're doing something very right because I think most people would hear that like most agencies would hear that and just go like how could I have an agency without having a website um, it makes no sense um, but obviously you're making it work so yeah let's can you sort of start by in, like I guess how you got into this uh, as an industry to begin with yeah so I mean I've always been quite a creative person always been into like advertising and sort of digital media from when I was about 17 um, my career took me into finance, but I then discovered after just really getting burnt out that I just wanted to follow something that I just loved doing. Um, I was always good at sort of piecing things together. And I, I was always sort of entrepreneurial. And I had some amazing friends who were like in digital marketing, whether they're social media marketers, web developers. And I just had this amazing network. And I because I was kind of stressed out with my whole finance career and I just wanted something new. And I actually built my own, um, my, my own funnel and ended up making like just under a hundred grand from one course. And so I, I kind of really kind of discovered, well, okay, you can really make a lot of money um, through sort of um, advertising and, you know, building sales funnels and things like that. And I then decided to travel and whilst I was traveling, I saw an opportunity that uh, I went to Nigeria. So I went to a third world country, um, never been to a third world country before, but I saw a massive opportunity when I was out there. And so I set up an agency. I actually lived there for a year and I set up my own agency with two of my friends. And so we were doing sort of web development for a number of companies out there because they have some big international companies in in these, these countries like Shell and... Um, different sort of especially oil companies um and the property business was really booming out there so um we were working with a number of property companies out there and really structuring their digital marketing and really taking our expertise that we have here in 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 sort of developed western world and and showing and, and implementing strategies out there so that's kind of the journey of how i I got into it and um where i sort of started the sort of agency route yeah, cool. All right. So, wow, that that is one hell of a journey. Like it's it's funny, like I guess I guess a lot of people I speak to that have uh agencies in developing countries end up w- doing work for people back in 
I guess the the non-developing countries. Um, so the fact that you've been able to to make that work in Nigeria is really cool. And yeah, I do know there happen to be quite a lot of large businesses um, in Nigeria. I had a friend that worked for an aid company there, and some of the stories he told me are just some crazy, crazy stuff. I imagine you have a lot of um, pretty intense, like personal level stories from that that, that time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> many, oh, man. many, many, James. <laughs> yeah. I just, wow. Yeah. Like some of the things I've heard, it's just like, man, it's definitely be some pretty heavy life experience for sure. 100. So um, just quickly there, you mentioned um, you built a funnel at one point. Now, like I assume, like, can you describe that a little bit? Because I'm sure like there's got to be a web component to a funnel. Yeah. So might not be like a full website, but can you just describe a little bit about that in case people are wondering what what that actually entailed? Yeah, so funnel, and this is kind of what I specialize in now, to be honest, and it's how I make my clients a lot of money because I feel like the website, whilst it's it's important, um, I feel like the funnel is what makes you money and that's what's made me money. And that's, if I don't have a website, but I have a number of funnels um, just to kind of bring people into my ecosystem because uh, they're very easy to set up and um, they actually work. They they deliver money. And so my funnel at the time, because I was in finance, um, I was, I'm very much into technology. I'm, a, I'm a, like, when it comes to technology, blockchain, AI, robotics, market, MarTech, um, automation, I'm a bit of a nerd. <laughs> um, I'm so interested and very, very um, deeply fascinated by it all. And so my funnel, my first funnel was I was just literally, it was random. I used to be on, so, so I do a lot of social media as well, especially like, I mean, I know it's a bit old school, but Facebook is still doing really well. You know, you've got two, two billion users. And so was, back then I was doing a lot of Facebook and then I was getting a lot of people asking me questions and I'm like, I don't really want to sit down with everyone. So my first funnel was built. I, I wrote an ebook on how to buy Bitcoin or, um, well, it was called the beginner's guide to buying Bitcoin. And um, so I built a funnel so people could kind of purchase that book um, and download it. So it was only kind of a needs-based thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I, I built that. And um, yeah, I, did, I didn't realize it was in such a different space. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a big, it's, that's what I mean. I made a big jump because as I said, I came from finance and um, obviously cryptocurrency mm. kind of is still in the finance it, it was it was becoming you know fintech it was becoming like a big conversation and i was one of the few people who really understood it and because i read the whole bitcoin white paper so and i was really impressed so um that was how i kind of built my first funnel i developed my own first sort of funnel and um then from the book uh a lot of people were downloading it and um well it's an ebook yeah. Okay. So, so let's fa- fast forwarding to now, because um, you said you do have like, I guess, a funnel now, right? Like, mm-hmm. you well, you got to have some like, for people listening to this, I guess, funnel is a pretty broad term, right? Like, any way that people come into your ecosystem and end up working with you is is basically a funnel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, it doesn't have to have certain steps you know people talk about lead magnets which is just a way to get an email address and then like a tripwire offer or something to get like a a small sale but like none of these like it's there's no exact formula for this so it's really just a way that people come into your world and end up working with Mm. you so what does that look like now for you uh like as an agency without a website well what it looks like for me now is that i so my lead magnet is 
I'm going to, I do training. So I, I, you know, I'm on social media and I talk about what I do to my niche. And then I say, okay, you know, I'm holding this masterclass or five day challenge. Um, you know, if, if you, if you're interested, here's, here's a link. And I've never, ever put something out where a person hasn't come in, but I want to make another point whilst I do that. Um, a lot of my clients come from because what they they kind of see me do in the past in terms of like because I think this stuff comes natural to me like I'm not a coder I'm not a deep developer like I'm not like that but I'm a good strategist so I know how to get the results that a person wants through their business especially if they're ultimately business is about making sales right but I understand how important brand is and I think why I didn't have a web I don't have a website now is because funny enough I've had so much work that even finding like between me and my team, it's like, I'm doing everybody else's. <laughs> We're doing everybody else's work. And um, cause it's this age, the, the agency that I do now, my niche now is relatively new. Um, we've been sort of operating. So obviously I had my agency in Nigeria, came back and decided to go into a, a niche where I felt was underserved, where women, you know, especially women who want to get into this digital space, just get freaked out by tech. Like they're so freaked out by it. And I realized there was a huge... Yeah, yeah, I can 100% <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> I've seen it quite a lot. Uh, I have a lot of friends in the, in this exact space, you know, like uh, women coaches. Um, and, yeah, I hear a lot of stories. And I mean, even even uh, uh, my friend, one of my really good friends, is just like as soon as I start talking about Zapier, she starts swearing at me. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> I realized that there's women that want need other women that understand tech and need these services. And um, I was like, well, yeah, why not? And then it literally started with me just speaking to a couple of people that I know saying, okay, this is what I can do. And then I developed, you know, a couple of websites, funnels, they were getting results. I mean, my, my first client made 10 grand, well, 10,000 pounds in like two days after we launched. And she was just blown away um, by the results that we got. Another client, she generated like 400 leads in like a couple of like days from her. Um, wow. From what I built. Is, is yeah. this with paid advertising yeah, to yeah, bring people in? Yeah, this was with paid ads. This was with paid ads. Um, but we weren't spending big budgets. I mean, we were getting um, our clicks were like at about 10%. We had a really high conversion as well. So we were getting like a conversion rate of like over like 30%. Um, and yeah, and she so she didn't even spend a huge amount on the ads, and she was just really impressed. And then she she sold she sold like seven places on her mastermind group, and she was just really like impressed. And this is like a high ticket group, it wasn't cheap. So for what she invested, the return on investment was huge. And so I think once you get results for people, they just tell other people. And so I just got busy, <laughs> which is why uh, I, didn't, yep. I didn't need a way. Like, not that I didn't need one, but I didn't even have time because we just had so many like people just sharing and talking about what we're doing and the results. And I think that's what's important for agencies. Like, yes, your brand is so important, but most, most of it is actually the results and your customer experience. And once people like what you do and you're good at what you do, they're always going to tell other people. So you're never really out of, of work. I mean, I show up online just to keep myself relevant. Um, it's not really my bread and butter. Really it's word of mouth and referral, um, which brings me a lot of business. 
Yeah, and I think this is really like something that is just not talked about enough in, I guess, digital agency spaces is just doing a bloody good job and getting results as a marketing channel. You know, like uh, I see so many people that are sort of wondering, you know, like what's the best like lead generation strategies and whatever. And I feel like a lot of the people, I, I just see this so regularly where you see the what they've generated, what they've created uh, out of their business. Like if it's a website, it might be, it might look pretty, but be a technical nightmare for the person. Like I, I know someone that has been through this process recently where they're working with a design agency that um, is very good at design, really, really bad at tech. And their website now is an absolute nightmare to use, even though it looks lovely on the front end. Um just because like like and they're not gonna refer anyone to that business now right so I, this is just something i feel that a lot of agencies do is not spend enough time being really bloody good at what they do and actually delivering results as a marketing channel you know like if you uh it's, it's like having a good product having a good service is is marketing in itself it, it can take a little bit longer to get that flywheel going uh, because you have to deliver a project and then hope that that person's going to refer other people but but just by you know spending that time i guess to improve and actually get results is such an important part of all of this and like it, it seems obvious when you say it but the amount of people that don't do it maybe they're not aware that they're not delivering but i just i don't know i thought that was a good point to emphasize yeah and that's why i can have an agency with no website <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right that's yeah. the secret sauce like just get results because i think marketing the only reason why people invest in marketing is to make more money and you can have like you said you can have like the fanciest website and look brilliant but if you don't get the results it just looks good and and that's why i was bringing on to like substance you know substance marketing which i really am a, a, i'm innovating this kind of concept which is this like you know it's all good looking good on the outside but what do you really deliver and how do you really impact and give a return on investment for that client? Clients buy from you because they want an ROI. And that's what mm-hmm. I give. I know I can do that with my work. Yes, um, there are definitely areas we're not great at, but what we're great at is that we get results, really good results for, for our clients. And there's elements that, you know, specific. And I would even say like design-wise, because I'm still kind of, I'm, I'm building the team and, you know, Sometimes as when you're building a team, you're having to develop and find the right people and stuff. But even with what I have, the team that I have, um, you know, people are just paying and talking about us because we're getting them, we're making them money. And that's ultimately why business invests into you. Yes, brand works and brand is so important. But people buy because of a need and the need is obviously because they want results. And if you can get those results, you'll never be out of business. No? Yeah, it's, it's funny, like... A, um, a big part of me, because we've, we've got a software product that you're familiar with, um, Content Snare, which is uh, a product that does not make people money. It, it saves them time, right? And um, I've always like told myself that like if I ever have a new software business, I think I want the main driver to be a way to make other people money. Because as soon as you can do that, like it's a next level sort of referral mechanism. Um Right now, yeah, we have people that like shout out about content scenario and how much time it saved them. But I feel like it's not the same as someone being like, holy crap, this company just made me a bunch of money. Like that is by far the easiest sell ever. If someone is saying that <laughs> that they, you know, you've made them a bunch of money, of course, the next person is going to sign up with you. 
Well, exactly. And I think right now, because of what's going on with the global lockdown and a lot of businesses are losing money, that's going to be the most important factor. It's, it's not about the, the fanciness and the, the, you know, it's money now because so many businesses are probably on the brink of bankruptcy. And it's interesting because a lot of businesses that, you know, there's so many businesses here that they're just they're not even have it. They don't have a digital presence in 2020. Um, and so mm-hmm. their their driver now is like, how do I keep selling my product? How do I keep getting customers? Um, whilst you know, so people have to lay off staff because they're not going to be paying people to stay at home for the next six months and you know not delivering anything. So these businesses are still going to want to trade and operate, but they're going to want to do it a, a much more effective way, and they're going to want results. So making more money in this economic time is going to be on most businesses agenda because they're losing money like they're hemorrhaging money right now you know mm. it's it, it is a strange strange thing like the, i feel like there's there's people that fit into so many different camps right now you know like there are people that are going hard on marketing but there are people that are backing off and and using the extra time like you know, backing off like because they don't want to spend money on ads or something and um you know, we've had to make a decision around our advertising as well. Um, but, you know, especially because the Aussie dollar took a dive at the same time. But, you know, that's where in the middle of this decision process. Um, but, you know, like if, if in that situation where you maybe have less work on, it kind of does allow you to work on your business at the same time and, and, and sort of fix any holes in your process or whatever. So like there is, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are focusing on money generation, but at the same time, there are a lot of people focusing on process. Um, I was very interested to learn the other day. Like I, I was, I have a lot of friends, I guess, in, in software and, um, but I, I kind of been talking to people about whose revenue is like stable or dropping or growing. And, um, I was actually really, um, shocked to learn that someone I know who has like a, a product in, that helps people make more money actually had a significant uh, churn amount of people cancelled um, when everything first started going crazy, which really blew my mind because I thought that was one of the things that would hold fairly steady. You know, if like you have something, if you have a way to make people money, I thought that would keep going. But I guess some people just don't see it like that. They see it as just a cost. And um, so, yeah, very, very strange times. <laughs> it is. And I think, I think what people are, there's two types of people. There's people who are towards what they want and people who are away from what they want to avoid. So the people who want to avoid losing yeah. money and think, oh, well, nobody's going to be spending. And what I found is that my business has picked up because now there's people that think, actually, this is like the time that um, I need to kind mm-hmm. of show up. And because a lot of the big players have moved out, the advertising, Facebook ads have gone down, you know, a lot of the ad networks. Yes. So it's like, it's like the best playing field. And I think right now what you find in recessions is that actually this is the time, especially because everybody's stuck in their house having to like do nothing mm-hmm. people are looking for answers and solutions more than anything and you find this in recessions like people are more willing to invest into themselves especially like on a b2c level a consumer level people are more willing to invest into themselves they're thinking about job security they're thinking about their health especially right now maybe they're stuck with their partner that's irritating mm. them and they want to fix that um so i think right now is like for especially for people that are offering digital products and services on a maybe on a b2c level in areas which are maybe so um, 
so prominent. I mean, it's just, it's just a really right market and the ad, ad costs are going down because, you know, a lot of big players are just like sitting down thinking, well, we've had mm. a good run. Let's just sit back. So I think this is a good time for some of the little guys to kind of, you know, come up. And I, I kind of feel like this is the, <laughs> like the scenario of when um, Netflix and Blockbuster, because it was, I don't know if you know about this story uh, where Netflix approached, you know, back in, back in like, was it 2001? Oh, yeah, yeah. They approached yeah. Blockbuster to buy them. And Blockbuster was, a, you know, there was a giant. They had like over 60,000 employees, 9,000 stores. And, you know, Netflix was really struggling, about to close down. But they had this idea to kind of go digital. And they approached Blockbuster and they were like, oh, we're not interested. And within sort of a couple of, well, five, five years, you know, Blockbuster closed down and, and lost a billion. And, and mm. Netflix was like worth about $19 billion. So... Yeah, it's such a it's such a crazy story that and um, total side note, but if you are interested in that story, I would recommend checking out um, Business Wars podcast. Um, it that's where I learned a lot about that little battle. Um, so that one of the early series, they actually do like podcast series on like business. Like, you know, so there's been like the serial wars in the US, like where the different like, you know, Kellogg's came from and then they like post came up and like, it, it, you know, it sounds like so mundane, but it is the most interesting podcast I think I listened to. And the Blockbuster versus Netflix uh, series is just amazing. Um, total side note. Um, and it actually, um, I'm a, funny, I was just when you were talking there about how like things are changing and costs are going down. I'm actually wondering how this podcast is going to go in listens, right? Because um, I think most people, well, me especially, I listen to podcasts when I'm driving around and walking, not when I'm sitting at home on my bike. So <laughs> I'm really interested to see see what the future of this is. Like there's there's so many flow on effects from this. Isn't and it? I think that's we have to like I think it's about thinking forward. Like I, I am a bit of a futurist and I've all, I speak a lot about the fact that because I understand about automation and you know different technologies that are coming out, AI, the internet of things, I've always told people and I've always been for years, like, you know, you lot need to think about your going digital with everything because jobs and you know certain things are just not going to exist we, we, they're not going to you're not going to be needed because you're going to be replaced by technology so I think we all kind of need to try I mean not everybody is a futurist or a visionary and a forward thinker and it, it does take maybe a certain mindset but um it's important as a business person to really think about where things are going because like Blockbuster they didn't think forward of where the internet was going so they ended up being bankrupt and go bust, you know, while their competitor, their little baby competitor who was mm. nothing, like outgrew them exponentially because they were thinking ahead. They were thinking forward. And that's what. Yeah. So what are you, what, what are you thinking forward to right now? Like, um, uh, did you, uh, I'm interested in like previously with your clients, did you do much in-person stuff with your clients no. or was it all virtual already? It's all virtual. I have clients from all over yeah. the world. It's all virtual. And yeah. what I've what I've realized is that the the biggest asset of the future is going to be lifetime communities. So even Facebook are now looking at removing the feed and just really looking at like groups and tribes and communities. Um, I believe the future of digital is the like the lifetime brand of a community. So it's like your customers, especially if you're creating this tribe and you know you share the same values or you know have the same belief system around a product and I believe the future now for um, marketing um, is going around a sort of group system and being able to and also um, looking at instead of having 
you know, 10 big clients that are paying you a lot, looking at building a customer base of, you know, 500, 600, 7,000 people, 10,000 and having little products because it's like you want to have, I prefer and I'm going into more having more little customers, even if I'm just writing an ebook at like $10 or $19, because I feel like once you have a customer, we're looking at the lifetime value and the community that you build around that customer and, and the, you know, you, you're making it into something. Now, I know obviously not every agency is going to, you know, be able to do that, but I think that's going to be really important for brands is, is communities, followers, you know, people who really buy into you um, as a leader um, and what you do. And from that, you can attract a lot of opportunities, business, for a lifetime, as long as you're a good leader and people like you, you keep giving value. So I think moving forward, a lot of a lot of um, the p- big players in the future are going to be the ones that build and amass, um, you know, real strong, tight knit communities that share similar values, concepts, and beliefs and and ideas. And you know, you stick; they they kind of stick together. Yeah, there is like a huge um, thing to be said for that. Like communities are. <laughs> like so, so important, especially now, right? Like that everyone's sort of stuck at home. I, d- I want to say though that like it isn't, I don't think it's like the only way if someone's listening to this and being like, you know, thinking that that's like the only way to do things. Like, no. like There is still a model where working with a few clients, a few large clients is better suited to the, I guess, the person, <laughs> you know, like the agency, like yeah. some people prefer that model, but I totally get that like, yeah, the, the whole like building a community is just has so many benefits as well. Like uh, it, not only for marketing, but for like feedback and, and like connectedness and, and word of mouth. And like, there's just so many, so many. Um, yeah. But you know what I'm going to say, James, on that is the reason why I say having a few big clients is a risk to a business because just like oh, yeah. a market change like this, if you lose like your few big clients, you're out of business. But if you've got like a little, you know, a community of let's just say 500 people and you're, you're giving them value by even teaching your digital marketing skills, you can like even let's say 500 a little bit. Let's just say you've got 10,000 people, you know, you still now can go out. And even if you're selling a low end ticket product, you still you're still in business. Whereas if you just have these big ticket clients, but they go, you're out of business. And, and I think mm-hmm. this is an important factor why I've learned from some of my mentors and I'm part of the Entrepreneurs Institute, which, you know, you've got Jack Ma, Richard Branson, like some of the big, big entrepreneurs are part of this faculty. So we're learning from big guys and this is what they're teaching us. It's like right now it is, you know, yes, it's great to have your high tickets, but in, and I think this time proves it because there's a lot of people that may and will lose major contracts and their business where do they go? But if they had little players or they were delivering value, whether it's teaching new digital marketers or teaching their insight or doing giving something at a lower ticket, those people you can go to now and, and make an offer. You've got like an audience or a database of like, you know, even a thousand people that you can make a small lower ticket offer and you're still in cash flow. So it's, to me, it's, 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 especially now, it's really important to consider having that kind of twofold your big your big nuggets your big whales and i mean it's not everything something everyone can do but i think it's something to really consider as a business owner oh, yeah. that you know if i lose my 10 big clients or even five of them that's half of my business gone but if i've got ten thousand little players i can you don't know where these little players can take you they can introduce you to your bigger clients so it's just i do think it's really important 
for us to. Yeah, to no, I absolutely that. agree. And I mean, that's almost a funnel in itself, right? Like having that ability to, to reach out a lot of people when that, when you need it is, exactly. is really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Victoria, um, I, would like to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your journey and um, yeah, just like having this like random chat that I guess we didn't really plan. I, I really enjoy these episodes. I want to do more of them where it's kind of just like we have an idea and we just talk. Yeah. You let it flow and flow is so important because it's natural. It's not scripted. It's just like, you know, where is this going to go? And we got, I think we've got some interesting topical points and, you know, I, I've enjoyed it as well. And thank you so much for having me and, and bringing me on. I really appreciate it, James. No worries at all. And yeah, thanks again for sharing sharing your story. Guys, if you're I'm just out out of curiosity, I'd love to know if you are sitting at home in lockdown and are listening to this. I guess um, you know, I can see the the download numbers, whatever, for the podcast. But what I can't see is like you know, what, what are you guys doing while uh, listening to this if it's not driving or walking? I'm really interested to know. And uh Please just reach out to me. I mean, you can you can get use the contact form at agencyhighway.com or you can just uh, email me at james at contentsnare.com. I'm really just curious. Total random ending to the episode this week. Uh, but yeah, please, please do that. I mean, and yeah, that's all. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.